it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not launching a bid for the White House today. Wow, check it out. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis throwing his hat in the ring tonight in a launch with Elon Musk on Twitter that has political donors saying he's the man to beat in the Republican Party. Wrong. We will discuss it with Shannon Bream, the host of Fox News Sunday, and Gianno Caldwell, also a Fox News contributor, who happens to be a black man living in the state of Florida, who will weigh in on the NAACP's travel advisory against black people going to Florida despite the fact that they themselves live in Florida. Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of today's show, a show that has one rule, doesn't matter what you identify as or where you weigh in politically on either side of the aisle. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Libertarian, be an Independent. We don't care. All we ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Wednesday. Uh, if you're watching Failovision, if you enjoy watching me on TV, I am co-hosting The Five today at 5 p.m. I will be filling in for Gutfeld. So if you see me a little taller looking on TV, it's because I'm sitting on the phone books in his chair. Uh, but I will be there at 5 p.m. I'm also scheduled to be on the Sean Hannity show tonight at 9. But, of course, the big show, the big broadcast is Ron DeSantis. 6 p.m. today, here's the breakdown. DeSantis and Elon Musk are doing a joint launch, meaning it's DeSantis's launch, but Elon Musk is going to be there as part of a live Q&A uh, that he will moderate along with uh, another donor. And uh, they will launch the campaign and then whether an incoming barrage of truth social posts from Trump within moments. This guy will say anything. But here is Elon Musk explaining where we're at. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I'm excited for today. Why am I excited? I'm not, you know, as, as a guy who covers this stuff day in and day out. I look at it like it's sports. So for me, today is a big day in sports. It's kind of like opening day of the season because now all the major candidates are in the race and everything changes. You understand? We've got polling out. None of it matters till they get in the ring together. You know, we're going to see debates in August, the first of which is televised right here on Fox. And we're start, going to start to see a direct exchange of fire, meaning up until now you haven't heard DeSantis mention Trump by name. Trump has stormed out to a very big lead. But as the field has expanded this week with Tim Scott and DeSantis, you'll probably start to see more head-to-head contact. And as a sports fan, this is the thing I love. You know, Muhammad Ali was great at the weigh-in, talking smack. You're too ugly to be champion. I love that stuff. But it still wasn't remotely as exciting is getting into the ring and seeing these guys exchange fire. So as a sports fan, as a fan of America, I'm very excited today. And I'm excited to know that 
for the good of our country. Whoever comes out of the Republican primary victorious has a real easy matchup in the next round. I agree with that. If Biden is on the ballot, he should lose. Okay, and it's the reason we're going to have the food fight that we do. It's the reason that the media is going all in on DeSantis hysteria today. Okay, one of the Vanity Fair headlines straight up says DeSantis is launching with Elon Musk because David Duke wasn't available. That was embarrassing. Meaning Elon Musk is now a white supremacist somehow. DeSantis is a white supremacist somehow. The media is a bunch of losers. Exactly. But why are they going there? Because when you preside over a state that more Americans have moved to than any other state in the union, when you preside over a state that has the lowest black unemployment rate in the country, 3%, you know what it is in New York? It's about nine. You know what it is in California? It's about 10.8. DeSantis' state is delivering for black Americans. So you understand they're going to call him racist because it's a lot easier than talking about his record. So that's where we are. Elon Musk, okay, he spoke to the Wall Street Journal yesterday. By the time we get back on the air tomorrow, he will have been a member of the Klan. <laughs> he, would have, he was against civil rights. You know, you're going to hear everything known to man. And why? Because they are very threatened by the free exchange of ideas. If you look back through history, this is not a political statement, but the side that was censoring speech was always the one in the wrong. Bingo. They were censoring speech because they knew a free expression of opposition to their ideas was a threat to them and their political well-being. He knows what he's talking about. And Elon Musk, to be clear, has been grotesquely mischaracterized. Okay, never mind that everyone who hates Elon Musk is driving a Tesla, which is my favorite thing in the world. He was the patron saint of the left as the biggest electric vehicle manufacturer in the world. And then he was like, by the way, I support free speech here in America. And everyone stuck their head out the window in their Tesla and was like, he should be behind bars. But here is Elon Musk uh, explaining what's going to go down today at 6 p.m. It is clip two. I see you're uh, interviewing Ron DeSantis tomorrow morning. Is that right? On Twitter Spaces? I see. Uh, yes, I think it's, uh, yes, I um, will be interviewing um, Ron DeSantis, and he has quite an announcement to make. Um, and will be, be the first time that something like this is happening on social media and with uh, real-time questions and answers, uh, not, not scripted. So there you go. Live ammo. There's not going to be a cheat sheet like the guy who happens to be in the White House right now. Come on, man. (laughs) Live ammo. Uh, Here is more Elon Musk, clip three. My preference, and I think the preference of most Americans, is really to have someone fairly normal in office. Um, (laughs) I think we'd all be quite uh, quite happy with that, actually. Um, You know, I think someone that uh, is representative of the moderate views that I think most of the country holds in reality. So Elon Musk ostensibly taking a shot at Trump. Get him out of here. Get him out. Now, in truth, okay, the strength for DeSantis is his record. Okay, the personality contest is going to go to Trump every single time. Trump is really good at this. He is. You could hate Trump. Okay, but when he gets on that debate stage, he has a raw star power. Okay, he has been a celebrity his whole life. He does have a charm in the sense that he can be funny, uh, and he often turns a negative into a positive in a live forum. If you watch the CNN uh, town hall two weeks ago, 
every time Caitlin Collins thought she got him cornered, uh, he wound up getting an applause break. He wound up getting a lot of laughs because he would make jokes about the situation. That's what went on. She'd bring up Russian collusion. It was made up by these sick people. And started bagging on the people who made it up. Okay. She brought up his policies. He started contrasting that with the people in Washington. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. And the audience liked it. It was frank. It was succinct. And it was accurate. Okay, when she brought up, you know, issues of race and woke police policies and bail reforms. Everything woke turns to He's good at it. They love him. The audiences love him. He crushes in front of a live audience. DeSantis' strength is his record. Okay, he's got a thriving state. He's got a lot of the Trump policies. I mean, to be clear, he's only governor because Trump endorsed him the first time around. He didn't need the Trump endorsement the second time around, which is why he didn't court it. But it's going to be a really interesting matchup only because Trump is an undisciplined bomb thrower. Okay, DeSantis is launching a very coordinated and carefully crafted campaign where he's going to try from a substance standpoint, from a policy standpoint, to position himself as Trump without all the exterior baggage. Now, the challenge for him is going to become if, in fact, somehow he gets through Trump and emerges victoriously – He's still going to wind up getting treated as if he has all the baggage anyway. Okay, they're already calling the guy a racist. They tried claiming he banned gay people in Florida. Hello, has anyone been to Key West? I mean, come on, man. But they still run with this stuff because they run that way against every single Republican. Okay, Mitt Romney wore mom jeans. Okay, for real. Mitt Romney was, you know, an embarrassment, an ultimate beta male. Joe Biden famously told Howard University Mitt Romney was going to put them back in chains. What the hell did you just say? But that's how dirty the Democrats fight. He was a white supremacist. Everybody's a white supremacist. If you're a Republican, they just, no, the guy's a racist. And they're so used to saying it. Tim Scott's in the ring now. And they're like, no, the guy, I'm telling you, that black guy from South Carolina, white supremacist. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But their problem in going up against DeSantis is he has a very disciplined message. And what I mean by that is if someone calls him a white supremacist, someone calls him a name like that, he's going to speak to policy. He's going to speak to deliverables. He's not going to call the reporter a fat pig and let the whole entire news cycle go sideways in a debate over the etiquette we deploy around journalists. You see, that's a DeSantis strength that happens to be a Trump weakness. How this plays out in the primary, I have no idea. The only thing I would bet my money on is that whoever wins is going to kick Joe Biden's ass. Tell him like it is. I mean, there's no two ways. About it. I mean, guys, a mess. OK, it's just terrible. When you look at the state of the country, that's why for me as a sports fan, today is exciting Because we're watching that battle get going. You know, we're watching that horse race. The horses are now in the gate. Okay, and at 6 o'clock tonight, they come running out. It's going to be interesting stuff. But I will say this. You know, the media reaction, which I'm going to give you a lot of in this hour, is really laughable. Like, you know, they're already there. You know, this guy, (laughs) the NAACP travel advisory, it's my favorite thing in the world. Don't go to Florida. Black people are under attack in Florida. Hey, man, don't you live in Florida? I think he's got a point. (laughs) The chairman of the NAACP lives in Florida. Okay, but understand, we're going to talk about that with Gianno Caldwell. Gianno Caldwell's from Chicago. A year ago, this June, his teenage brother got killed in Chicago. 
Okay, one of thousands of black homicides that take place every year in places like Chicago and Baltimore and Philadelphia and Milwaukee and Detroit. Okay, they're all over the country. Okay, Democratic run cities are watching black people killed in record numbers. But they're telling you, you know, don't go to Florida because DeSantis doesn't want five year olds reading about butt stuff. I mean, I don't even know how to categorize it. The stuff Ron DeSantis tried to read on TV, the TV networks had to dump out of. Ron DeSantis, they call he's banning books is what he's doing. Okay, Ron DeSantis held a live news conference in which he read the books that he had banned, per se. And the news networks were like, yeah, we can't cover this live. It's too sexually graphic. Oh, really? If it's too sexually graphic for the news where they're showing shootings and beheadings and bombs exploding in war footage. Do you think there's any world where this is okay for a sixth grade kid to be reading? I think we all know the answer and that what they were trying to show kids was garbage. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But this is what the Democrats do. Okay. They take the most extreme position so they can label any type of pushback as a form of bigotry. It's like right now, and we know this to be true, okay, there is no reasonable human being with a functioning brain that believes a man can have a baby. A biological man does not produce a uterus, does not have a uterus, meaning a biological man can't have a baby. We know that. That is factually true. Doesn't mean I hate transgender people. Doesn't mean I want to erase them. Doesn't mean I want to kill them. But that's how the argument works. Okay, if you make a statement of fact, well, you only support the facts because you support bigotry. You want to kill people. You want to wipe these folks out. Okay, and the truth is, if you're willing to stand firm and speak that truth to power, these people have nothing beyond social pressure campaigns. Okay, they've waged them very effectively in the last decade of our politics. But where DeSantis is such a threat is he just keeps on coming at you with the truth doesn't get sidetracked with a character attack, won't get, you know, thrown off message because of some, you know, side scandal. Okay, DeSantis has a lot of strengths in this battle. I mean, personally, I've told you this before. I think the best thing that could happen to the Republican Party is Tim Scott gets the nomination, but I don't think he has any shot of getting it as the field is presently constituted. Now, Trump could be on the verge of getting indicted again over his handling of classified documents. His lawyers have called for a meeting with the DOJ, which is never a good sign. Okay, there's also the reality that he could be on the verge of getting indicted in Georgia, a key swing state that you cannot win the presidency without if you're a Republican. Now, if that happens to become the case, then it's not so much a DeSantis against Trump, but a DeSantis against Scott, a DeSantis against Haley. Okay, you might even see a DeSantis against somebody like, you know, Chris Christie wants to get in the race. I don't know that he has any chance whatsoever. I mean, I think people are just telling him to run for his health. But he's taking that as political advice and not exercise. I don't have an answer to that. Okay, the only thing I know for certain is DeSantis is getting in the race today. And the media is going to go absolutely bonkers with character attacks, you know, allegations of racism and discrimination and everything in between. Okay, because, you know, the old adage is when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, you pound the table. The media is going to be pounding the table into the ground. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. 
The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We're discussing the fact that Ron DeSantis is getting in the race today. Shannon Bream is going to stop by. Gianno Caldwell is going to be here. Comedian Mike Vecchione also returning to the show. He's got a phenomenal stand-up special out called The Attractives. It is on YouTube. It is executive produced by Nate Borgazzi. If you guys know Nate, uh, he's a damn good friend of ours. Uh, fantastically funny human being, as good as anybody doing stand-up. And uh, he produced Mike Vecchione's special. Uh, it's definitely worth a look. But right now we're taking a closer look at Ron DeSantis. And I will tell you this really quickly. Okay, for all of the strengths he brings into this, you could say, yeah, he's got a thriving economy. And that's great. Okay. In terms of COVID, he handled it better than anybody else because he did shut down like everybody else, but he was the first to reopen. And at the time, people said, well, you know, this is an exercise in human sacrifice. He's going to get everybody killed. What's he doing? But the truth is he showed real leadership because real leadership is not reading the room. It's crunching the data and making a decision that you think will be best for your people. In fact, real leadership is about leading the room. I tell you this in stand-up all the time. When people give you the adage of, oh, you got to read the room, that doesn't apply to stand-up. If you want to be a good comic, you do not read the room. You lead the room. You're the only guy with a microphone. You get out there and set the terms of the negotiation. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? But one of the reasons DeSantis takes the most blowback is because he's flown right into the storm on the culture wars. When it comes to the indoctrination of children, when it comes to the sexualization of children and all of this gender stuff that they're pumping into kids, we're living in an America where one in three kids can't read at a grade level. The idea that he was willing to fly into that storm and say, hey, let's focus on education is true leadership, and it's something that really appeals to parents on both sides of the aisle. Here's DeSantis spelling it out, clip 31. But part of standing up for families is to make sure that our school system is providing kids with an education, not with an indoctrination. We believe in the rights of parents to direct the education and upbringing of their children. Parents have a right to know what curriculum is being used in their kids' classrooms or what books are being used in their libraries. And we've empowered parents to do that. And parents all throughout Florida have blown the whistle when they have seen things like pornographic materials in the library. I admire your honesty. Smart move, because I can tell you this as a parent, those positions resonate, resonate anyway in English, a lot better than any of the crap they're peddling on the left. Want to bump in? Uh, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. It's a big day in politics. Ron DeSantis getting into the race, rounding out the field of formidable challengers. Okay, anyone who's going to be the Republican nominee in 2024 is now officially in the race. Any okay, whether you're talking it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's Tim Scott, whether it's Nikki Haley. Okay, I know there's a 
very a, a big variety and, uh, you know, a wide gap in the polls right now that has Trump sitting on a major lead. But the point is, anyone who's not in that might still get in, you know, they're running for a book deal, a cable news contributorship, stuff like that. That's true. That is true. OK, Mike's Mike Pence, a wonderful guest on the show. A lot of fun in the green rooms I've run into him in. Uh, no chance of winning. That is correct. No, zero shot. OK. You know, you talk to me about, again, Chris Christie getting into the race. Thanks anyway. Nice. Yeah, no chance. Of if the people that are now going to be on the stage, okay, are the people that will ultimately, one of them will emerge, pull the sword out of the stone and be the Republican standard bearer. So for me, today's just a big day as a sports fan, as a fan of the country, to watch the field officially take shape. Okay. And uh, the nice thing about DeSantis getting into the race is that. Nobody in the media is melting down at all. <laughs> I'll start with the media, then we'll get to some of DeSantis's opponents. Uh, Vanity Fair, I had mentioned this earlier. We won't dwell too much on this, but Vanity Fair published a piece today with the headline, Ron DeSantis will formally announce his 2024 bid with Elon Musk because apparently David Duke wasn't available. That was embarrassing. So, I don't know, I guess that means, you know, Elon Musk is somehow a white supremacist now, even though he fled apartheid in South Africa. <laughs> That's weird. And DeSantis, I guess, is a white supremacist for wanting to hang out with a white supremacist, I guess, is the claim. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? What's going on here is the people on the left are completely full of <laughs> That's what's going on here. Okay, I'll give you a little more. This is so great, because this is the author of the piece. He isn't said to be planning to formally jump into the 2024 race during a conversation on Twitter with Elon Musk because apparently other neo-Nazi sympathizers weren't available. Like, come on, dude. Elon Musk. (laughs) You know who supports the Nazis uh, in 2024? Nobody. You could tell me there's, you know, two guys in a shed somewhere, you know, saying bad things to incels who have never kissed a girl. That just, you know, take it out on racism. I don't doubt those people are out there. But in terms of polite society, the percentage of people that actually harbor those views doesn't exist. Okay, and nor is it tolerated anywhere in mainstream society. More importantly, it is so disrespectful to the people who suffered under the hands of real Nazis to make any comparison whatsoever between what's going on today and Nazis. Okay, if these guys are Nazis, are you ready for it? You wouldn't be criticizing them in public. You know, you'd be running for your lives. Thank God they're not Nazis. I don't want them to be Nazis. I have nothing to say in support of Nazis, okay? Nobody does because we all know better. Anybody who studied history knows what that chapter in humanity was. Sad to say, it's being repeated all over the world right now. No one likes to talk about it, but every one of these big woke corporations is doing business in China a country that's considered by the U.N. Human Rights Council to be the human, biggest human rights abusers in the world. I mean, you really think about that. Every one of these woke corporations is like equality, diversity, tolerance is outsourcing all of their production needs to China, where they are using slave labor to this day. Think about that. But I bring up slave labor because what is everybody telling you about DeSantis and the South? Oh, the South's becoming a terrorist state. They're going to bring back slavery. I mean, even Joe Biden said that. Joe Biden famously said Mitt Romney was going to put black people back in chains. Do you know how insulting that is to people who suffered from real slavery? 
Never mind how insulting it is to everyone's intelligence knowing Mitt Romney could never accomplish anything that required that much coordination. Mitt Romney's a mess, a mom jean wearing mess. The only thing he ever chained was his dog to the roof of his car. Remember that story? He got in trouble for chaining Seamus the dog to the roof on family vacations. I mean, the dog probably liked it. He was in a cage, probably got a kick out of it. I know my dog loves a car window. But the point is, this hyperbole is indicative of people who don't have anything, okay? And the truth is, the other problem they're running into in this moment is that they can tell it's not working as much anymore. Do you remember the movie Casino? Robert De Niro does a voiceover in the movie, and he's talking about Joe Pesci as the enforcer. And, you know, things are starting to go downhill. And he's like, eventually, Nicky wasn't getting him down with one punch anymore. And he shows how Pesci used to be able to walk into a room as a mob enforcer and just shut a guy down. Right hook, that was it. Guy was out of the way. He gave you the money. There were no issues. But now we're watching Pesci get into these drag-out street fights that go on for 20 minutes because he's fat, he's out of shape, he's drinking. He also happens to be shacking up with Sharon Stone on the side. Hubba, hubba. Okay, but the point is their ace in the hole isn't working, and that's where the Democrats find themselves now. They're yelling racism. They're yelling bigotry. They're yelling transphobia so much. It's actually becoming funny, like to the rest of the country. Like, oh, do me, do me. It's like it's like an honor now. You know, there used to be a time, you know, back in this country where if like Weird Al Yankovic parodied your, parodied your song in the 80s, you knew you had made it. Well, that's where we are in politics now. If the Democrats call you a racist, you know, you know, you've made it. You've hit the big time. <laughs> God, look at this. Do me. Come on. You know, and that's the crazy part of right now. Hillary Clinton. Do you remember good old fashioned Hillary Clinton, the people's pantsuit? Get her out. Get her out of here. Well, that's essentially what the voters said in 2016. Okay, but dig it. Hillary Clinton has weighed in on the idea of DeSantis winning as well. Okay, and here's what Hillary Clinton said, and I just think this is the greatest thing in the world. Okay, so the NAACP issues their little travel advisory. Okay, and of course, they said, you know, they were hostile towards black Americans, blah, blah, blah. Here's Hillary Clinton. She tweets, Ron DeSantis's ultra MAGA Florida isn't safe for people of color, LGBTQ plus people, or even multi-billion dollar corporations. Oh, shut up, woman. (laughs) Think of the corporations, people. What about the billionaire corporations? This is not okay. (laughs) She's mad at him because he's fighting with Disney. Because, you know, Disney wants your kid to ride Snow White and the Seven Genders and Peter Pansexual. Disney is very heavily invested in gender fluidity. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. But another reason why the only, what re, the only chance Hillary Clinton has of making it into Disney's Hall of Presidents is if she buys a ticket is because she is so out of touch with what rank-and-file Americans prioritize. Okay, the truth is, DeSantis's position against woke ideology aligns with the, with the desires of parents in both parties. Seventy percent of parents approved of his bill, the Parental Rights and Education Act. But getting past that, 
You know what 70% of Americans aren't worried about at a time when they're all living paycheck to paycheck? Billion-dollar corporations. Correct mundo. When Hillary puts that in her top three. Not safe for people of color. It is. I mean, it's got the lowest black unemployment rate in the nation, lower crime stats than Democratic-run cities, but get past that. It's not safe for LGBTQ plus people. It is, as the biggest population of married gay couples uh, has some hubs like Key West or South Beach that are overwhelmingly gay, like a, a big enough gay population that they actually have straight Pride Month for the one month out of the year. And that's fine. These are fabulous people having a fabulous time. But again, she's speaking to lies. But what's her third? Multi-billion dollar corporations. (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) And everybody's just like, wait, what? That's the priority right now? Multi-billion dollar corporations? But that's who she is. A pandering, okay, I mean, she's really a pandering clown. No other way to say it. But nobody... Nobody had a harder, harsher take on DeSantis yesterday than the last president of the United States. Donald Trump took some shots at DeSantis as well. Pretty funny. I'll read you some of them. Trump is trying to find the lane right now. You know, he's attacking DeSantis. He's bashing Florida, but he's kind of in that same boat as the NAACP. He lives there. You know, so it's like, yeah, this guy sucks. Worst governor ever, said the guy from Florida. You know, I mean, it's it's a tough spot there. So Trump is trying to draw a distinction. He's trying to figure out the right nickname. Ron D. Sanctimonious doesn't work. Sometimes he calls him Rob. I'll read these for you. Uh, And again, I will support the Republican frontrunner no matter who it is because their policies are exponentially better for this country than the Democrats. So don't, you know, don't sit here and take any criticism of a Republican as like, oh, this rhino globalist idiot. Because there's a lot of that going on on the right right now. And when people start using those terms, they're telling you that their playbook is no different than the Democrats. We're down the word salad. Okay, if you're using the word salad, it's because you ain't got nothing. Okay, but here it is, Trump. Look, Rob D. Sanctimonious came to me asking for help. He was losing badly by 31 points to popular agriculture commissioner Adam Putman. He was getting ready to drop out of the race, ran a terrible campaign. Ron told me he had one last chance, my support and endorsement, which Putnam and everyone else wanted also. I gave it to Ron, and the race was over. And one day he went from losing badly to winning by a lot. With three large Trump rallies, he won the general election in an upset. Disloyal, Trump said. Now, to be clear, okay, the po- Trump, Trump doesn't cite polling accurately, but he helped DeSantis. Make no mistake about it. DeSantis would not have been the governor of Florida after this first race were it not for Trump's support. But the idea that DeSantis is supposed to stand down because Trump once endorsed him is laughable. Okay, Jeff Sessions once endorsed Trump. What did Trump do? He ended his political career. Chris Christie was the first candidate in in 2016 to drop out of the race as a sitting governor of New Jersey and throw his weight behind Trump. What did Trump ultimately do? Not give him a job in the cabinet. Okay, Mike Pence is the reason Trump became president. Okay, understand there is no Trump presidency. If Mike Pence does not solidify the evangelical vote, you know, evangelicals, churchgoers wanted nothing to do with voting for a guy that had been divorced three times and had gotten caught on a microphone saying he liked to grab them by the. Okay, you weren't winning the evangelical vote. But Mike Pence went to the evangelicals and convinced them that Trump would be a pro-life president. He would have he would appoint pro-life justices to the bench. 
and they delivered on that promise. But understand, without Pence making that offering, without Pence selling that, okay, there's no chance Trump becomes none, zero. Okay, couldn't one without him. So when you talk about, you know, just because you endorse somebody, you know, they owe you a lifetime supply of loyalty, I don't know that you'd look around at a lot of people that endorse Trump or work for Trump and felt like he showed them a lifetime supply of loyalty in the aftermath of those endorsements. I think he's got a point. Okay, let me give you a little more. Trump added, Ron DeSantis can't win the general election or get the nomination because he voted to obliterate Social Security, even wanting to raise the minimum age to 70 or more, voted to badly wound Medicare and fought hard and voted for a 23% tax on everything sales tax. He was and is a disciple of horrible rhino Paul Ryan and others too many to mention. Also, he desperately needs a personality transplant. And to the best of my knowledge, they are not medically available yet. A disloyal person. So I'll put Trump down as a maybe here. Oh, there's one more. Hold on. I built the greatest economy in the history of the world. No inflation, energy independence, and soon dominance. The strongest border ever. Record best employment numbers. Biggest tax and regulation cuts. Rebuilt our military. No wars with Russia, Ukraine, or China, Taiwan, or anywhere. And the USA was respected all over the world. What else can I say? Now, he's not wrong about the substance of his achievements. Trump was consequentially, from a substantive standpoint, the best president probably of the last 25 years. I, I, what You couldn't argue with that. Okay, his personality was a big liability with a lot of voters. They obviously did him dirty with the Mueller probe. So it is a very mixed bag. The problem becomes DeSantis has a record of delivering, delivering for the people in his state. Okay, he's much better at message control than Trump, who's, you know, given to character attacks and stuff of that nature. But again, what we learned in 2016 is people don't want Okay, the decorum of the Harvard Debate Club. Okay, they don't care that Trump is crass and pugnacious. They don't need their politicians to talk to them in carefully curated sound bites in which they say one thing that sounds perfect on TV and then go do the complete opposite behind closed doors. That's just how white folks will do you. They've been doing us that way for decades. Trump's presidency was only possible because of just how much establishment politicians had failed this country. Up until then... It was the stuff of Hollywood fantasy to think a guy could walk in off the street with no formal background in politics and take the presidency. That was a thing. People made movies about it. Okay, but they didn't actually ever expect it to happen. But the level of dysfunction in Washington got so high that there was finally an open for an outsider. There was an opening. Okay, now Trump has served a term. He brings a little more baggage and a much bigger storyline back to the ballot box this time around. And it's going to get real interesting. Okay, and the one thing I can tell you is I don't have all the answers in this moment. I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm really excited to watch it, uh, but I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if Trump won. Uh, I would not be shocked if Trump lost and started an advice seminar instead. After all, he is an expert on everything. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. 
He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun, though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Shannon Bream is coming up. Gianno Caldwell is going to join us. Mikey Vec- Mike Vecchione is going to be in the house as well. He's, of course, a national touring comedian. He's got a fantastic special. It is out on YouTube right now. It is called The Attractives. If you want to watch Magic Mike Vecchione, give it a look. If you want to see me live, Kennedy and I are heading to Davenport, Iowa. That's our next live event, June the 3rd. is the next stop on the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Then June the 10th, we are in Mesa, Arizona. Not a lot of tickets left for that. You better move. June the 24th, we are at the Lexington Opera House in Lexington, Kentucky. July the 8th at the Holland Civic Center in Holland, Michigan. Tudor Dixon is going to be in the house. According to her, that's going to be a banger. And then I am, of course, out in St. Mary's, Ohio, Jenny Fela's hometown, July the 29th. So we got a lot of action, a lot of opportunities to get the band back together in person. But in the next hour, uh, we will join forces with Gianno Caldwell, a black man living in Florida, despite the dire warnings from the NAACP. So stupid. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big hour coming up with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. Gianno Caldwell is coming in out of the bullpen. He is, of course, a Fox News contributor and a black man living in Florida, despite the fact that the NAACP has issued a travel advisory warning black Americans not to travel down to Florida knowing the chairman of the NAACP lives in Florida. You are so full of sh- There's never been a dumber time to be alive. We're living in a death of shame. That's the reality. And we're just going to fly right into that storm in this hour. 888-788-9910. Okay, you heard me talk about this a little bit yesterday. Okay, but what the Democrats are doing, okay, with the NAACP, I find... So denigrating to the importance, to the mission, and to the great work the NAACP has done. You understand, this is an organization that in the past actually fought to get black people their civil rights. Now they're turning around with a straight face and trying to act like black people don't actually have them. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. A place, an institution that built its legacy on fighting for unity is now actively and knowingly intentionally spreading division. It's disgusting. It's actually disgusting. Black people aren't under attack in Florida. Black people are thriving in Florida. It's a state with the lowest black unemployment rate in the country. They're doing very well down there. Okay, they're moving in record numbers. Why? Because everyone's moving there in record numbers. Why? Because Florida isn't governing based on the color of your skin. They're based on the shared reality and needs that all humans face. Okay, we all have the same needs. Okay, bottom line. 
You want to get paid. You want to get laid. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Okay, basic stuff. Keep the family safe. Put some gas in the car. Get some food in the fridge. Feel safe doing those things. Okay, and yes, get a little something-something at the end of the day with any luck. I love it when you talk dirty. Okay, but what they're doing down in Florida, it's called gaslighting. And they're trying to sell this narrative that black people aren't safe. The problem is the black people selling the narrative are hanging out in Florida. My goodness. Let me give you this. This is Aisha Mills. She's on MSNBC yesterday. Okay, she says, Florida's about to be a terrorist state for black and LGBTQ people. But goes on to mention that she was just vacationing there with her family. (laughs) Clown stuff. Listen to this clip. It is 18. I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to to spring break in Florida recently. (laughs) And I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the place. <laughs> Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with the place. That's why I was just there with my family. What would you do with a brain if you had one? That's a good question to ask her. It's becoming a terrorist state. So, you know, I went with my family. I mean, listen, who among us didn't book a trip to Afghanistan right after September 11th, 2001. Come on, kids, a terrorist state. We're going to go. It's going to be great. These people don't hear themselves. We're living in the death of shame. No, no, it's coming to terrorist state. I want nothing to do with the place. I uh, got to get out of the timeshare I bought. But other than that, I want nothing to do with the place. <laughs> Still waiting for that piece of luggage that got lost at the airport. We were just there a week ago. But other than that, I want nothing to do with the place. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'll give you one more clip. Okay, this jackass. Man, oh boy, oh man, I love this fella. Okay, Leon Russell, who's of course on, he's the NAACP chairman. He was on with Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. Okay, and he was asked about being called out for the fact that he lives in Florida. Here it is, clip 19. First of all, he's full of bull. Mm. Secondly... Need to understand that it's not, not about money. It's about people. It's about humanity. Second and thirdly, quite frankly, mm. we haven't we haven't told anybody to leave. In fact, the NACP is encouraging folks to stay here and fight. If Ooh. there was ever a reason to stand your ground, it's black people, LGBT community, the immigrant community. Women need to stand our ground in Florida and fight and understand that the fight is a political fight. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Seriously. This guy's a serious ass. <laughs> we didn't tell anybody to leave. We just said don't come. <laughs> it's a travel advisory. Okay, we got to stay and fight. What are you fighting for? Can anyone name a right that's about to be taken away from anyone in this country? The answer would be no. No, the answer would be no. No one's losing the right to vote. No one's losing the right to work. No one's losing the right to board a plane, open a bank account, buy a house, go to school. I mean, to be true, clear, some people are losing the right to an education. Why? Because Democrats like Roy Cooper, the governor of North Carolina, 
are fighting tooth and nail to deny them school choice, trapping black kids in failing inner city schools. Understand, the Democrats oppose school choice. You know what else the Democrats like to do? Send all their kids to private school. Okay, there on this on this particular issue, you understand, and you know, politicians lie and they say one thing and do another. When it comes to caring for the black community, the Democrats are completely full of <laughs> Okay, again, people telling you, don't go to Florida. Black people aren't safe there. As they vacation in Florida, yo, straight clown stuff. <laughs> but the other thing they don't tell you about is, oh, I don't know, since we're looking out for black people. We always are on this show. Why? Because we're looking out for all people. That's how it works. It's only one race, you dopes. It's the human race. That's it. It's just all of us. We're all the same. Okay, racism ended when we ended segregation. Once we integrated society, everybody understood that all of our cultures were essentially the same. We all want the same things. Racism being a byproduct of ignorance, it was allowed to exist because people feared Okay, people resented cultures they didn't understand as they became less ignorant about these cultures and more mindful of the shared values we all possess. Society became wholly tolerant, so tolerant that we now make up racism. Okay, we don't have racism. If you were to talk to someone who fought for civil rights when you couldn't vote, you couldn't move in, couldn't buy a car, couldn't get a loan, couldn't go to school, couldn't eat at the same counter. If you were to call one of those people up and be like, um, there are people using emojis that aren't their natural skin color. First of all, they'd be like, what's an emoji? Second of all, they'd be like, shut up. Why are you calling me? This is not racism. There is now pretend racism. Okay, but that's reality. Here's Gail King on CBS. Okay, saying she's worried because she has two sisters who live in Florida. Oh, my goodness. It's clip 15. I keep thinking about the black people that live there. I actually have two sisters that live yeah. in Florida. What this what this means for people who live there or people of color who are planning to go to Florida? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very I, I, unsettling I, to me I, on I, many I, levels. You don't have a clue. Judge Janine. I'll be on with Judge Janine today. 5 p.m. I am guest hosting The Five. Highest rated show here on the Fox News platform. That's a big deal. To a former cab driver who went to community college. My goodness. Big step up in class for me. Always an honor to fill in on that show. But Judge Janine is right in that soundbite to say Gail King doesn't have a clue. Why? Because if you look around the country and you look at the areas where we probably should be issuing a travel advisory to anybody, not just black people, it's Democratic-run cities. Look at the crime, violent crime spike in Philly. It's the NAACP issuing a travel advisory to Philadelphia where they're facing Record-level black homicides? The answer would be no. Weird. How about Baltimore, where the NAACP is headquartered? Again, one of the highest black homicide rates in the nation. Is the NAACP telling anybody to take the day off? The answer would be no. Folks, this goes on forever, okay? The moral of the story is black lives don't matter to Democrats. Black votes do. So they're gaslighting Florida over pretend racism because they want black people to vote against DeSantis. That's the point. But you don't have those crime numbers in Florida that tell you black people shouldn't feel safe. You don't have those job numbers in Florida that tell you black people shouldn't feel safe. You know where you have them? You have them in every one of these liberal cities. Oh, wow. Yeah. But nobody has that conversation with you. And at some point, I got to tell you, man. Okay, it's it's embarrassing to me for them. 
Okay, it's like I still am a person that feels shame. You can't tell based on how I dress on TV at night. I know you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't feel shame going on TV. Some of the jackets we see you wear on Gutfeld. Don't you have any respect for yourself? I actually do. And to be clear, you know, just a little, just a little something. But I, I, I genuinely am embarrassed on behalf of the people that are willing to get in front of a TV and do this. But this is the problem. Like some of us are sitting here just brokering with you honestly. Okay, like I'm on the radio, I'm on the TV, and it's just me having a conversation with regular people. You know, most of my statements aren't prefaced through the lens of politics. They're prefaced through the lens of humanity. So I'm just a regular person. But a lot of these people, like, you know, the Gail Kings of the world, they're in showbiz. Okay, they are performers. They are acting. But they're acting on things that make people very emotional. They're acting on things that have an impact on society. If you get on TV with legitimate acting skills and convince people you believe Ron DeSantis is targeting black people, there are millions of people that will walk away believing Ron DeSantis is targeting black people. And it's the thing that really disgusts me the most about, you know, political broadcast. It drives me crazy because I can tell you this is a guy driving in a cab. I would drive a cab day in and day out and be I was so mindful of the impact that these people would have on their listeners. I'm like, wow. So the same guy listened to you scream every day for three hours. Then went home to the from the same job to the same family and the same traffic with all of those resentments and took all of that negative energy into the lives of everybody else. Like I can tell you this, like the only contribution I really make to broadcasting is I am so hyper conscious of how I affect you that I'm trying to distill this stuff in a way that's positive as as bad as the world is (laughs) as tall as the blaze has grown to be. I say this every day. The world's on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows because what you want in society is positive energy. Positive energy attracts positive outcomes. Walk through a casino. The table that's high-fiving and fist-bumping and buying drinks and tipping the waitress, they're making money. The table staring at their shoes and muttering under their breath because the guy next to them didn't hit a 16 or didn't split aces or eights or something like that. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, honey. But you stay at the table. Immersed in all of that negative energy and you wind up losing. You know, what's happening now is there's a lot of people on the left that make their living from distilling negative energy. America's systemically racist. Shut your fat face. There is not a more tolerant or inclusive society on the planet than the one you're living in. Okay, and they try to segregate us amongst racial lines for the benefits of identity politics. But the truth is, no matter what color you are right now, if you're listening to the show, you have American privilege. No matter what you are, okay, it comes with an American privilege. You would rather be black, white, gay, straight, two-spirit, five-spirit, three-gender, doesn't matter. You'd rather be it here than anyone else in the world because we are more tolerant. We are more. There is no place in polite society where you can hold on to a job if you publicly say something negative about a protected class of people. You can't get out there and be like, screw these people. Don't like them. That's it for you. Somebody will dox you. They'll figure out your employer. You'll get fired within an hour. You'll go viral. Okay, it's the way it works. And that's fine. Okay, we should be a tolerant society. I'm not arguing against it. What I hate is the fact that people are trying to constantly sell their audience on this fake oppression and the people doing it are members of those minority classes that happen to be succeeding. Okay. Gail King understand 
has a $25 million mansion in California. Gail King, it was her backyard where Oprah interviewed Meghan Markle, okay? Two black women. Oprah's worth $2 billion. Meghan Markle has married into the royal family, okay? And they're in the backyard of a third black woman, Gail King. Between the three of them, there's a net worth in there of close to $3 billion. And they're not selling you a story of empowerment. They're not using their success to inspire other black women and black girls that, hey, this is the reality of America right now. And understand, Oprah made her money two decades ago. We're supposedly Jim Crow right now. Where the hell were we if you could do it two decades ago? Gail King made her money a decade and a half ago, even two decades ago because she was close with Oprah. Okay, if we're oppressive now, then how the hell did they do that two decades ago? That's the scam. The Democrats keep using symbols of success to sell people oppression. And I find it just patently disgusting, okay? Because day in and day out, as this race heats up and they're just trying to score points, it becomes less about helping the people they purport to care about and more about scaring them into voting their way. Okay, that's how we got to the place we were in 2016, where Joe Biden, the guy who wrote the the Biden crime bill, was comfortable telling black voters they didn't have a choice. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Now, this was the guy who wrote the bill. Okay, that overzealously targeted nonviolent black drug offenders, 300,000 of whom were freed under Trump's first step prison reform act. But we don't have that conversation. We don't talk about who's actually providing for the black community. We just talk about who won't, who hates them, who doesn't like them. Is there any policy to support it? Of course not. And that's why I'm going to keep speaking the truth about this, because at some point it's going to break through and all of these scams at the top of this government are going to come toppling down. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Probably my favorite thing that happened all week is not even the NAACP. Bunch of jackasses telling you to get out of Florida while they live and vacation in Florida. But Roy Cooper in North Carolina... My favorite thing in the world, declaring an emergency over school choice. North Carolinians, 70% of them favor school choice because a lot of their kids are trapped in failing schools. Roy Cooper, who sends his kid to private school, calling the support for school choice a emergency and declaring a state of emergency. Here it is, clip 29. It's time to declare a state of emergency for public education in North Carolina. There's no executive order like with a hurricane or the pandemic, but it's no less important. It's clear that the Republican legislature is aiming to choke the life out of public education. (laughs) You are a sad, strange little man. (laughs) They're looking to choke the life out of public education, he says, as his kids go to private school. These are clowns, man. Clowns. The pandemic was the tell. Okay, we always knew there were two sets of rules. We always knew there was a double standard when it came to our Justice Department, when it came to everything. You know, everybody who issued a COVID decree didn't have to follow it. Everybody who tells you you've got to reduce your carbon footprint gets on a private jet. Do you think the guy telling you to eat bugs 
is really having a caterpillar omelet for breakfast this morning? No, he's at the Palm Steakhouse having a bone-in ribeye. Oh, I can't stop thinking about food. I'm on the 5 today at 5 o'clock, so they got the guy following me around that knocks the food out of my hands. Put that cookie down now! Okay, but somebody needs to knock the microphone out of the hands of anybody who tells you, oh, they got to protect the public schools as he sends his kids over to private school. What a scam. This is politics as usual. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Honored to talk to this next guest who is not only a Fox News contributor, but has commendable bravery as a black man who lives in the state of Florida. My goodness gracious. Gianno Caldwell joining us from the front lines in the war on black Americans. How you doing, man? Are you safe? <laughs> I am very safe, Jimmy. I mean, I, I got to tell you, in Florida... A lot of us are thriving and prospering, so it, it comes to a complete shock that the NAACP <laughs> somehow. <laughs> well, it doesn't come to a shock. It doesn't come as a shock to their chairman because he lives in Tampa. But the right, rest of no, them. He's like, I love it here. That's why <laughs> I'm not moving. Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's like the guy who tells you it's a no smoking section and then he lights a cigar and walks away. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? That's the scam of the whole thing is that, you know, they're full of it. There was a woman on MSNBC, Gianna, and I love this so much. Uh, and you may have seen the clip where she said Florida's becoming a terrorist state towards black people. I was just there with my family on vacation. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she said I saw it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember after 9-11 when we all ran out and booked trips to Afghanistan just because we wanted to go to the terrorist state? I'm like, exactly Come on. Right. She said, as I enjoyed my pina colada, I was so oppressed. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, That's funny. Uh, it's, it's insanity, I tell you, that they're even uh, speaking about Florida this way. The NAACP, which was once a premier organization, has literally become co-opted with the Democratic Party and become a super PAC for them. And it's really disgusting as a black person in America knowing what kind of organization NAACP has historically been. They've gotten us through a lot of things like segregation yes. and many other fights mm -hmm. uh, for civil rights within the black community and for all of those uh, things that they've done that were very positive to then turn around and say, hey, we're going to deem Florida a state uh, that isn't worth traveling to and that is, you know, a threat to black folks when black students actually in the state of Florida uh, rank higher than the national average. You got all these black businesses as number one state for black businesses with employees. And there's so many beautiful things about Florida for them to say no taxes, you know, for yep. the state. There's all these wonderful things, and now you're talking about it's a, potentially a terrorist state and that one MSNBC guest. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's asinine, and these are the kind of people who are politicizing great what used to be great organizations. Yeah, that's the part that sucks. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell. Uh, is the fact that the NAACP made its name kind of fighting for inclusion, fighting for unity, and now yeah. they are an active propaganda wing spreading division. And that part really is it's disheartening, man. And what's amazing is, you know, something you say on our show a lot. It's you coined this phrase to me. It's not that black lives matter, black votes do. 
Okay. This is clearly engineered at getting votes, not particularly protecting the black community, because as so far as I know, have they issued a travel advisory against any of the other big cities around the country, which aren't exactly safe havens? No, they haven't. And, you know, I may mention when the Safety Act came through the Illinois legislature where they created a non-bail scenario for those who commit second-degree murder, arson, kidnapping, and many, many other things, you wonder why is it the NAACP, knowing that a lot of these policies would negatively impact black people, why didn't they step in? Why didn't they issue a travel advisory then? Mm -hmm. Their voices should have been loud. Be applied in places like that. Why not be bipartisan about it? But they refuse to because they're deeply in the pockets of Democrats, and it is such a disgusting, uh, a disgusting narrative that they're pushing right now. When it literally isn't true. So what's the point of doing all this? Why be so political? Well, Ron DeSantis is announcing for president today, and they fear him more than they do Donald Trump. So this is where we are. They're weaponizing their organization against someone they perceive as a political opponent against Joe Biden. And this is not what this organization should stand for. It's a disservice to black people, certainly for those who are doing business Mm -hmm. in the state of Florida, because in 2021, there was $100 million contributed to the Florida economy from those who were tourists. Mm -hmm. Those black businesses that rely on those tourism dollars could be negatively impacted by this largely untrue rhetoric that the NAACP is spewing, and it's disgusting. Yeah, imagine that. Gianno Caldwell on the line. The book he wrote is called Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. Uh, and here's the thing, Gianno. Okay, you know, DeSantis running today, it is very significant in the sense that you can tell, you can tell based like, you know, Vanity Fair wrote a piece saying he's launching with Elon Musk because David Duke was taken. You can see there, you could see that they're threatened. You know, you can see that. Like, I, my, my guess is between you and me, they want to run. He's launching with Elon Musk and yeah. David Duke was taken. Is yeah, that what they said? Vanity Fair wrote an article saying DeSantis has chosen to launch his campaign with Elon Musk because apparently David Duke was taken. So that means Elon Musk, who fled apartheid, is somehow a white supremacist, and DeSantis is down with that sort of thing. Crazy bananas. And I had never, I hadn't actually heard that one just yet. But wow, Vanity Fair, God, dog, you don't care, dude. You know what was really was really bothersome? We don't have journalists, Mm -hmm. real journalists like we used to have. We used to have journalists that'll call out the facts. Maybe there would be a little bit of or editorial, and it usually comes from the editorial yep. you know, department within any news organization. And they say, hey, this is what we believe based on the facts. Yep. But it's not like that anymore. It's complete gaslighting for many journalists. There's some good journalists out there still. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear about that. A lot of them do work at Fox. You think about Harris Faulkner, yep. Shannon Bream, mm-hmm. Neil Cavuto, a lot of different people. They're really good journalists that are mm-hmm. at Fox News Channel. Yep. And in some other places as well. But the fact that they're in mainstream media making this kind of egregious commentary about people who are running for public office where that actually isn't the truth. Yeah. Uh, or even Elon Musk is like, mm-hmm. wow, these folks are really off their rocker. Like, how dare you mm-hmm. say that about folks? That's why white supremacy has been weaponized. And it's not just where they consider people white supremacists when you make these kind of comments. It reflects right back onto you and what you're doing because we can pick out a number of things in some of these publications 
where they haven't been so kind to black folks or people of color, uh, whether it be you know this year or years before that. Mm-hmm. So they should be very careful because they need to look in the mirror as, as the things that they say, they're saying. Yeah, they're not. It's that. It's crazy. People just say anything now. That's what's we're going. Yeah, on. like really, we're, we're kind of living in the death of shame, where people don't feel bad saying anything. Like I was saying this earlier. I the feel crazier the better. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just you know just throw it out there. It's crazy. But you know what? I want to I want to shout out Ice Cube for a minute. I liked Ice Cube growing up in the nineties. Yeah. I owned, uh, I, I basically owned like Lethal Injection, any, any Ice Cube album you can tell me, America's Most Wanted. I had them all. I can go back to the 80s. I'm older than you. And uh, Ice Cube, though, to his credit, said like black Americans should consider walking away from the Democratic Party because if you vote for them for 60 years and nothing in your life changes, at some point, you know, it's, it's almost on you to take decisive action and hold them accountable. He's right, and he has learned that lesson through experience. In 2020, he went and he went to talk to the Trump campaign about the the what the was contract it, the with Black America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I think it's called the Platinum Plan at that time. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, okay. uh, but it was this uh, Platinum Plan that Trump wanted to roll out. Uh, and then he had uh, uh, his own plan, Ice Cube, and he wanted to talk to the Biden folks. The Biden folks and all the Democrats said, how dare you talk to Trump about anything with regards to us? Biden's folks told him, here, come back and talk to us after the election is over. We'll love to have your support. You think they've invited them back, invited them back in after the election? Absolutely not. They want nothing to do with him or nothing to talk about solutions for black America. That's what Democrats do. Yep. They yell racism every election year, no matter who the candidate is on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who they are. They're a racist. Uh, they're white supremacists. They're <laughs> any and True. everything that's negative. And then uh, when it comes to actually fixing problems and stuff, mm-hmm. oh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that after the election. After the election comes, the problem's still there. They yep. yell the same thing. It's a script. Yep. Jimmy, mm-hmm. it's like being in Hollywood. <laughs> Every year the movie gets worse and worse <laughs> for some reason. Ah. The Hollywood studios keep bringing them back. I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I always used to do this bit, but it really does align. I used to talk about dating, and the comparison is the one you just made, though. I would say men before sex are like politicians before elections. You know, and I'd say, like, you know, when you're on the campaign trail, it's like, can we be monogamous? Yes, we can. You know, am I ready for a long term? <laughs> yes, we can. And then the minute the election's over and you close the deal, it's like the number you've reached is not in service. <laughs> and, that's, and that's totally the Democratic Party. You're right. <laughs> Hang out. It's, you can't find them until someone says, did someone say election time? <laughs> Let's talk about how bad what? those Republicans are. They don't know Republicans. Hey. What actually a, run for office in Chicago. Yep. <laughs> hey, so so about so about that monogamy, my fellow Americans. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's so true. Well, let me throw one more at you, by the way. Did you see Roy Cooper in North Carolina? The governor declared an emergency over school choice. Uh and, and he sends his kid to private school. Exactly right. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh my kids are too good for the public school education. But uh, your kids absolutely are not. They can come. <laughs> they can come here and be lambs to the slaughter. You know, it's it's again, it's this elite elitism that we continue to see in the in the Democratic Party, where they say, "Hey, I'm going to give my kids the best opportunities possible, but everyone else's kids can go to these failing schools, yep. and we're going to protect the teachers' unions at all costs, yep. and we're going to make sure they get what they want, and you're not going to be able to be fire a teacher." 
who's failing. Yep. And this is where school choice is so important to a lot of these minorities that Democrats say they care about. I don't even really like using that language minorities, mm-hmm. but these black kids that they say they care about who have largely been in failing schools. Yep. This is where it stinks to high heaven. And if it wasn't for the teachers unions, we would see a lot of Democrats perhaps behind it. But teachers union funds Democrats campaigns through their uh, through their their members. Mm-hmm. So why would you say anything? Why would you support uh, school choice when you want to keep the money's coming in money coming into your coffers? Big money, and it's coming in in singles, so they can give it to drag queens. It's a different animal now. <laughs> it's a different animal now. Not just money. They're like, hey, can we get that in small bills? We've got a show coming up in the kindergarten tomorrow. Right, exactly right. We're inviting three-year-old and five-year-olds <laughs> to this one. It's such an insane time to be alive, man. It really is. Like, I, you know, I'm glad we can laugh about it because it's kind of a coping mechanism, but it is a mess. And just to be clear, have you seen, uh, as a black man living in Florida, okay, we all follow you on Instagram, but give out your call letters anyway. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instagram and Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Chiano Caldwell, G I A N N L Caldwell, C A L D W E L L. Very well done. That's my call letter. Please damn, follow me there. No, you're damn right. Please follow him there and slide into his DMs if ladies are listening. But uh, yeah, no, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm single. Uh, you ready to mingle? Yeah, oh, you better believe he is. And all I was going to say <laughs> is, if you follow Giano on the gram or anybody who lives in Florida that's from Fox and comes on this show, you will notice nobody is living the life of a person who feels threatened or under attack in any way. The only thing no, you, because we're free. The only thing you and Lisa Booth are under attack from is the bar tab. But getting past that. <laughs> and, and, and when I'm with Lisa, I'm usually picking up the. <laughs> oh, come on, Booth. No, I, I, I protect Lisa Booth at all costs. Yeah, you do. And you have to. It's the, it's the, right, it's the right thing to do. Uh, but, you know, you know, I love talking to you. Keep playing good ball out there, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. There he goes. My man, the great Gianno Caldwell. Follow him on the Instagram. If you haven't read his book, because I do believe Ice Cube might have, it's called Taking, uh, Taking for Granted how conservatism can win back the black Americans that liberalism failed. There's a lot of guys out there. Okay, Gianno's a good example of that. You know, Byron Donald is a good example of that. Okay, younger black Americans who are getting into politics and asking questions that, for whatever reason, just didn't get asked for the last couple of decades. The Democrats had a really easy go of it in that they got up, you know, to the microphone every campaign sees, oh, the Republicans are racist. Oh, they're selling out to the rich. And they would win over the black vote, despite the fact that they were essentially holding back the very communities that they were courting. Okay, that's what it is. The Democrats, in a lot of instances, don't want to run on, uh, you know, don't want to solve problems because it's more expedient politically to run on them. You know, that's the thing. Okay, they don't want school choice. If you solve the problem of education, you know, then they don't really have the issue to run on, which is, well, the racist Republicans want to ruin your kids' schools. Oh, okay. Well, right now, one in three kids can't read. So aren't the schools already technically ruined? I think he's got a point. I mean, would someone tell you that the parachute industry was thriving if one in three of them didn't open up when people jumped out of planes? No, you'd be like, you know, this is a bad industry. It's not doing well right now. And that's where we are when it comes to education. But the Democrats have fought to keep kids' schools closed during the pandemic. 
They fought to deny them school choice. And you understand because of the pandemic, because of remote learning and everything in between, okay, we're dealing with the lowest level of grade proficiency that we've seen in the last 40 years. I love the poorly educated. Well, that's good news because there's a lot of them out there. But what Gianno is doing, you know, somebody like Ice Cube is a good example of that too. Any Anybody in the black community that's willing to speak up and speak to these issues, you're not going to see like a mass exodus from the Democratic Party. Most people learn their voting habits from their parents. Okay, but DeSantis got 13% of the black vote in Florida. Trump got the highest share of the black vote of any Republican president uh, nominee going back 40 years. Okay, that conversation is being had. You know, and it's being had because the Democrats have failed the black community. Yelling people, you know, are racist. They're racist. Great. Woo. Does that pay a bill? No. Does it keep somebody safe? No. Close the border, create a job? No. And that's the problem. They got to this place where it was like, you got to vote for us. You got to vote for us. All right, we've been voting for you. 60 years, you've monopolized the black vote. We haven't gotten any results. So how about you? Put up or shut up. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing the Beastie Boys. I do believe they go by the Beastie Thems now. Don't want to get myself in trouble. Don't want to get the band canceled. But we're going to have a talk about this whole culture war as it pertains to Target, who stepped into the Bud Light lane, who stepped into the Adidas lane, who stepped into the Miller Light lane. Target, of course, started selling swimsuits last weekend for children, transgender children. The swimsuits would feature a place for the wearer of a female swimsuit to tuck in their penis. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know, but Target uh, apparently is coming to its senses now and has backtracked on some of this stuff after receiving a major backlash, not quite a Bud Light level, but it was getting there. And I think there's really a lesson to be learned. What's happening, and we'll discuss it in the next hour, Mike Vecchione's going to be here, Shannon Bream is going to be here. It's going to be a banger is we have a lot of woke marketing executives that are prioritizing not the preferences of the customers, but the preferences of themselves. They're not looking at their job as, hey, can I, how can I sell these people more, more of the product? They're looking at it as, hey, how can I retrain these people to think the way I do? And that's why you're seeing the backlash. People don't go to Target or a Bud Light beer freezer for a lesson in woke ideology. They go to the beer freezer because they need a cool one. They don't want a woke one. They want a cool one. So stop it with all the woke garbage. Everything woke turns to True story. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are bringing you an embarrassment of radio riches. Here on the High Fly and Death Defiant Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Shannon Bream, the belle of the cable news ball, host of Fox News Sunday, is going to drop by in this hour to discuss Ron DeSantis getting into the 2024 presidential race. A lot of people do see him as the favorite. Wrong. I don't know that he is, but I do know things are about to get a hell of a whole lot more interesting. Mike Vecchione is a comedian. 
He's got a fantastic special out right now. Uh, it is called The Attractives. It's on YouTube. It was produced by my buddy Nate Borgazzi. Uh, Nate is a phenomenal comic, got all kinds of specials on the Netflix himself. Uh, Vecchione's going to weigh in on a decision by Target. Target getting into the Bud Light lane this week, selling a lot of, I don't know what I would call this. I, I, don't, I don't even know what you call transgender clothing for little kids because here's a newsflash. Little kids aren't transgender. Unless their parents make them that way. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But I'll give you the Target story. Becky Owen's going to come on and have a little fun with it. Because it's kind of what we do on this show. The world is on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows. Because a lot of this stuff leaves the country on the verge of snapping. That's the problem right now. Everybody walking around is at their wits end. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. (laughs) That's like most of the world right now. So we're trying to be a conversational port in the storm. You take the edge off. Have a good time. That's our job. That's what we do. 888-788-9910 if you want to help us do it. On a TV programming note, I am on The Five today. It's the highest rated show here on the Fox News channel. And uh, I will be filling in for Greg Gutfeld. I hosted his show last Thursday. Uh, I am filling in for him again today on The Five. That's going to be a banger. Definitely check it out because you know I need the ratings. Uh, In the 6 o'clock hour, I will also be on Fox Business with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy. I'm also scheduled to be on Hannity. That can change pending breaking news. But at the very least, you got an hour of me here on the radio, so buckle up, candy pants, and let's do the damn thing. Now, here's Brian Cornell. He was on uh, the Fortune Leadership Next podcast. He is the CEO of Target. He defended their talk friendly bathing suit. You're a loony. (laughs) I'm not a loony. I didn't make that up. This is the second time this happened to me. I was telling the story over the weekend. I was like, hey, did you see Target's new tuck-friendly bathing suit? And they were like, what the hell did you just say? No, no. There is a tuck-friendly bathing suit that is being sold to little kids where little biological boys can now tuck in their genitalia and wear a women's swimsuit. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Now, I want to understand before we dump into this conversation really quickly, okay, the people that oppose this don't hate trans people. They don't want them to die. They're not denying them their right to exist. What they're saying is we shouldn't be forcing this stuff on little kids. That's true. That is true. Okay, understand. Kids at that age that are growing up that haven't even learned to read or write, Okay, you should learn to add numbers before you subtract your junk. That is correct. Okay, but this idea that we're forcing kids into some type of gender dysmorphia situation, okay, is not good for the kid. It is not gender-affirming care. It is agenda-affirming care. And it's not barbaric of parents who've raised kids who are mindful of how many developmental phases they go through to want young children to avoid committing to a lifetime supply of surgeries and follow-up medications. But people on the left are pushing that on them anyway. Why? Because one, political power. Two, money, 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 money. There's so much money to be made off of this. You think about it. We've now opened up a whole new line of clothing that didn't exist. Didn't exist. There was men's clothing. There was women's clothing. Now we're specifically making clothing for men pretending to be women. Money, 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 money. Big money, okay? 
Now we got to reconfigure every restroom in America. Money, 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 money. Woo! It's getting good, ain't it? And that's the way it goes. But here is Brian Cornell looking for some of that money, except it's backfiring. Here's his explanation, clip 32. We want to do the right thing to support families across the country. And I'm really proud of the work we've done in the DEI space. When you walk into a store and you feel at home and it represents the community, it makes a huge difference. I think those are just good business decisions, and it's the right thing for society, and it's the great thing for our brand. <laughs> You're an idiot! Okay, nobody at Target, nobody who shops there asked for this. In fact, the latest development in this, so fascinating that this is going on. Okay, they're selling all of this stuff for Pride Month. Uh, they partnered with a Satanist. <laughs> whose brand features occult imagery and messages like, Satan respects pronouns. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> Satan, Satan respects pronouns. So it's like they're almost likening this to devil worship. It's kind of bizarre. It's kind of a weird angle to take. But, of course, they're getting blowback. He's saying, I don't believe in Satan. I believe in the Bible and blah, blah, blah. But everybody's telling them to shut up. Okay, Tommy Lahren was on with Hannity last night. She comes on this show from time to time, but I enjoyed her take. Uh, here it is, clip 34. I think that Target really soon is about to find out what happens when conservatives shop or rather don't shop because they are about to get bud lighted. And I will tell your audience, I live here in Nashville, Tennessee, as you know, and that emergency meeting Target had, well, apparently it affected my local store because I went there this afternoon here in Nashville. And last week, the pride stuff all up in the front, all of this paraphernalia. Today I went there. It's way in the back, behind yeah. the swimsuits, behind the workout wear. <laughs> Listen to the crowds fired up, though. <laughs> like, yeah, none of that. And again, there's a conflation going on. It's important. It has to be said. Nobody, nobody on the right is saying you can't be trans. Come on, man. It's America. Freedom! Be whatever the hell you want. We just tell you to turn 18 before you do it because as people who've lived through those other ages – where your preferences are very fluid, you're still developing, you haven't fully grown into your body and made peace with what you are, okay, understand it's kind of barbaric and reckless to commit someone to a lifetime supply of surgeries and follow-up medications. But again, they'll continue to do it. Why? Money, 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 money. They don't care about kids. I'm telling you as a parent, my kid has developed so much. So much in the last just two years from 12 to 14 is a completely different human. You know, he was always, you know, Lincoln's a little bit of a goofball, a little of a weirdo. Shut your mouth. No, it was a great time. But he has evolved into like a pro workout, pro sports loony. I now live with a sports center anchor. Every second of the day, I'm interrupted with some type of stat or update on a Yankee game. And it's great. I love it. It's amazing. Okay, but it's something that wasn't a thing for him two years ago. So this idea that two years ago I would have been like, well, this is how he feels today, so let's make it permanent. I guess that's the move. That's not right. It's not right, and everyone knows, including the CEO of Target. Okay, but he was trying to do this because he's like, hey, we got a whole new line of things we can sell to. Except the problem is you're catering to less than 1% of the population, which, again, nothing against that percentage of the population, but plenty against people that are forcing gender dysmorphia on little kids. So what a lot of customers are doing is speaking with their wallets and giving them a little bit of a Bud Light treatment. And I got to be honest, as conservatives, I get a kick out of watching people do this because they've never been the party 
to take that type of decisive action. And my only real hope is that these bigger corporations, the Bud Lights, the Targets, the Pro Sports Leagues, because we can get into the whole thing with the Dodgers and the devil worshipers and everything in between, is that people get back to realizing why we patronize their establishments in the first place. People go to baseball games because they like baseball. People buy beer because they like beer, okay? People go to Target because they need all kinds of stuff. But the one thing they didn't need was a girl's swimsuit for their three-year-old boy. You're absolutely right. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold it together right now. I'm in the presence of a comedy super hunk. Hmm. Okay. A man, a man ah, uh, I'm blushing. A man so so blessed, aesthetically blessed. His new stand-up special is called The Attractive. Yes. And it legally just had to be. Like, you had to <laughs> issue a disclaimer yes. before you went on stage in front of all these women. I'm not kidding. It's sexy, and the whole family can watch. You can see it. And for, share. It's a, it's a thing. You can see it for yourself. He is appearing at Zany's in Rosemont out in Illinois. Yes. On May the 26th and May the 27th. Hey, girl. Uh, Levity Live, June 8th, 9th, and 10th, right here in West Nyack, New York. Race a go-kart at Levity Live, and then go see Mike Vecchione right next door. Hey, girl. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you for having me on. Well, congratulations on your special. So Thank I've you, been, buddy. I've been quietly talking this up from afar. Yeah. Okay, it's a thing, okay? I know Nate Bargatze played a big role. You guys are good yeah. buds. Yeah. And you know I'm a big fan of Nate's. Yeah. And I saw you do The Tonight Show recently. Yeah. I was heckling because I was hosting Gutfeld the same night. Nice. Like, you call that a late night show? <laughs> I got your little stand-up set right here, Still pal. in direct competition, but my good buddy. and I love it. And there you were. It's like you opened a pizzeria across the street from mine. Good hair we... on good hair. <laughs> Is that what you want to call it? Good comedy, a hair-on-hair hair crime <laughs> on the stand-up circuit. You don't get a lot of it, uh, but the attractives, they can... it's on YouTube. Can't it's they get on, it on YouTube, YouTube for free. Whole family could watch. It's uh, family-friendly. It's a great special. I'm very proud of it. Already at $1.2 million. Ooh. So, um, and I... I didn't, uh, none of the other networks wanted it, so um, I put it on YouTube, and uh, people are responding well to it, man. Really a lot of support from the people for the underdog. For stand-up, okay, direct-to-consumer, I think, is the greatest thing in the world. Um, People can watch it on their phone, they can share it, it's great. Well, this is the thing, okay. If you're actually, like, a legitimately great joke writer Mm -hmm. who has an act, you want people to hear it. You want people to watch it, Right. you know? If somebody is, like, holding out and doing everything short of a hostage situation to get a couple bucks from a streaming yeah. platform, yeah. it's usually because the special sucks. Right. You know? Well, I don't want people to have to search for it. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I just too. want it uh, available. No, when people want their Mike Vecchione, they just want their Mike Vecchione. Right. They like can't be reasoned s- with. You want a slice of pizza. You don't care if it's hot or cold. I, I consider you a comedy pregnancy craving. <laughs> It's not even irrational sometimes. Just people just want some Mike Vecchione in the middle of the night. What are you going to say? They got to have it. You got you're a hormonal person, comedy hormonal. So they go get the attractives. It is on YouTube. It stars the great Mike Vecchione, who is in studio with us right now. Now, the last time I saw Mike Vecchione, the right. audience doesn't know this. Uh, but the thing about OnlyFans, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding, but there were that cameras. That was just a foot shoot. <laughs> there were People cameras. People are dying for our feet for some reason. I don't know what's going on on the internet. It's a thing. He's just been blessed with fine bone structure. <laughs> but no, we were downtown. We were shooting. I have a documentary. The audience knows I this. didn't know if you were going to let them know. No, they, they, they now know. it's a great they, one, They've been dealt in. It's about the moon landing conspiracy. Right. And how there are people out there who don't believe we've landed on the moon. Could you use the, the word alleged? 
<laughs> moon landing. <laughs> okay, because some of us don't believe in it. <laughs> what? You're well, offending us. I have to say this, okay? Because documentary comes out August 16th. It's on Fox Nation. Everybody can watch Mike Vecchione in the flesh, okay? Uh, the more we talked about it, I have become more incredulous as opposed to like I, this is the point in filming the documentary where I'm right. supposed to be like wearing a spacesuit and I'm all in on this. <laughs> but I still can't reconcile the fact that nobody else went back. Yeah. Like nobody else went. Dude, you really did a thorough job on that, man. I really you really looked at every angle of I, it. I because I, I, I you know, this is the thing. Okay, I want to have a fair conversation, yeah. Becky Owen. And it's not like any of us came into this as astrophysicists. Right. We're comedians. Yeah. You know, we've spent most of our adult life, like our astronaut years, right. were spent watching an adult movie in a La Quinta waiting to go on stage. <laughs> but we know acting, though. <laughs> yes, we, we do. We know what sets are like. <laughs> yes. We know uh, if, if a flag is blowing, if uh-huh. it's air conditioning or not. Thank you. We know that kind of a thing. We know. I don't want to tilt too much and give away what it's about, so <laughs> you stop me whenever. But I have to say that as a fake investigator, you mm. really look looked at every angle of this thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Think about a fake investigation <laughs> these days. The kids want a thorough fake investigation. But as a, I, want, I just want to tell you this because this happened after we spoke. I was at uh, the, the capital of the United States of America this Monday. Oh, I thought January 6th. No, no, well, that different dates. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't confuse one with the other. This time around I was invited. It was a lot less awkward. The last time, oh, I was actually on the radio for the last one, and we were like, what is this? What's going on? Oh, my God. Anyway, so for for this one, I was an invited guest. I was at the Capitol. Right. I was talking to Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio. But let's talk about Jim Jordan, okay, for a second, because what he said is, uh, you know, the government, it's crazy because, uh, you know, his his district Mm -hmm. is where Neil Armstrong is from. Oh, awesome. Actually, where my wife is from, too, Wapakoneta, Ohio. And, uh, you know, so right out of the gate, I'm like, did, we, did, did Neil Armstrong ever, like, whisper in your ear, by the way, this is all bullshit? You know, that whole thing? <laughs> and he's like, no, of course not. We went to the moon. And then I jumped in, though, and I go, yeah. but uh, I know it's crazy, though, because right. the government has lied to us about a lot of things. Right. And Jim Jordan, without even thinking, rattles off, like, 52 things the government we all know has lied to us about. Wow. I'm like, all right, but so no, hold on. I'm like, Cause what are you trying to say, though? Like, we weren't capable of lying then, but we're capable of lying yeah. now? Like, Jim Jordan's defense, which was so succinct and fact-based, actually made me think it was an endorsement of the conspiracy because he's like, yeah, you know, they tell the government said we had weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have that. Right. So are you telling me that a government that could lie us into a war wouldn't be capable of booking a Hollywood film set to land a spaceship? Now I'm like a conspiracy guy. It seems like Jim Jordan is the Michael Jordan of conspiracies. (laughs) If I can do a joke. If I can wedge a joke in there. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Vecchione is in studio fighting for his right to party. Oh, my God. You got to fight for your right to party. I think you do. That's what wise man wants to say. But it was interesting because the more the more I listened about it, you know, the people producing the documentary, yeah. like, well, we've got to book some people who don't believe it. I'm right. like, I'm like, dude, I, I don't think I believe it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, after all the evidence, I went in obviously like at a, just believing it, yeah. and then after all the things we uncovered, now I'm on the fence. Now I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying that there's a lot oh, to look at I'm there. A, I'm on like three no fly lists right now. <laughs> one vi- one video shoot. Uh, one video shoot. Mike Vecchione in studio. Uh, the, another thing I love about you, Vecchione, that I only found out the day of the shoot is that you are a Capone's guy. Oh, yeah. I love Capone's. So for people who aren't familiar, Capone's are like cigarillos. Yeah, they're small. They're little tiny cigars when you don't want to commit. It's a commitment to smoke a whole cigar. Yeah. But if you get tiny cigars, you know, I do positive visualization. Uh So when I go outside and smoke a cigar, I pretend the people smoking cigarettes next to me work for me. (laughs) And I'm the CEO of a company and the cigarette smokers work for me. And the people who are vaping next to them are interns at my company. (laughs) 
that I own. It's positive visualization, Jimmy. You know me. <laughs> no, it's but good it, mental space. No, but it works. But this is the thing we're going to talk about as a CEO. Yeah. Okay, as a pretend CEO. As a boss. We're going to spend some, you're a, you're a girl boss, yeah. uh, as they say. <laughs> this, this Target is selling oh Tucket swimsuits. I, I mean, forget about being a pretend CEO for a second. Just right. as a person, aren't we living in crazy times? Well, don't put a machete to my neck and ask me. <laughs> that's a t- uh, the that's ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. That Hunter College thing. That's gonna, crazy. I'll play you that too. That's nuts. But uh, yeah, I think that these brands are just trying to. Uh, they're just trying too hard yes, to align and to get attention. Yeah, it's. I don't think people are responding one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are good people generally, yeah. but it's just so transparent that they're just pandering. Yeah, just pandering so hard to get attention. It's like just sell clothes. Just come from just <laughs> quality like, clothes, low prices. How about that? We're good. How about you're, that for an angle? Target. Yeah, we, did, we didn't need you know. But what this, are you doing? This the problem is like everybody f- is becoming a pretend activist. Yeah, but this is why the world is miserable. Here's a newsflash: none of us wanted to do this. Right. So everyone has taken on an unpaid job as an activist, in addition to whatever your regular job <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. Now you're gonna get on Twitter at night yeah. and be like, "Well, the thing about the debt ceiling is, I mean, you don't know anything you about the debt ceiling. About something. No. You know what I think the country is gonna be in five years? It's everybody just investigating each other and sending each other migrants. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the migrants I sent you for Christmas? I'm yeah. investigating you. So you've, you've gone from edible arrangements to the people who might have picked the flowers, according to some of these politicians. More with Mike Vecchione when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only High Flying, Death Defying, Fox Across America, girlfriend. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon joined in studio. By Magic Mike Vecchione. Mm. Man, oh boy, oh man. You can see Vecchione in person at Zany's in Rosemont, May the 26th, May the 27th. Hey, girl, that's coming up. Yeah, like you got to move, boo. This is a holiday weekend. Can't wait. Holiday weekend. You know what I'm saying? Flying out on Friday, 6 a.m. Oh, that's to a Chicago. You're going into Chicago's great. <sighs> It's going to be great. Windy City. Get <laughs> some food. No, Chicago's got good good eats. Yeah. It's a good it's a good food town. Mm-hmm. A great drive-by town. You know, we take the family every year. Oh, yeah? To the mugging exhibit. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fun. great. Lots of crime. Roll them up. Uh, <laughs> Mike Vecchione uh-huh. also at Levity Live. Yes. June 8th, 9th, and 10th in West Nyack, New York, which is, by the way, not only a gorgeous club, mm. But a fantabulous mall. That's a nice mall. Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, so they I have, can't wait. They got the go-karts, but it's a nice, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a nice mall. Remember the Chris Rock bit? He's like, every town got two malls. There's the <laughs> white people mall and the mall white people used to go to. That's a Chris Rock <laughs> That's bit. That's a great one. But I don't know. Um, I don't know what category that falls into, but it's a yeah. very nice mall is all I'm very trying nice. to say. You were playing the nice mall. Yes. Mike Vecchione. And it's a, it's That's a, all we can hope for as comedians, <laughs> to play the nice mall. I don't know. I don't know if they have a target up there. They have every other mm. story known to man. But these are the words of the target CEO. I just right. I want you to hear this man's words. This is him defending the tuck friendly bathing suit. Clip thirty two. Wait, are we gonna toast a Bud Light before we uh, <laughs> we'll get the story? There. Here it is, clip thirty two. <laughs> we want to do the right thing to support families across the country. And I'm really proud of the work we've done in the DEI space. When you walk into a store and you feel at home and it represents the community, it makes a huge difference. I think those are just good business decisions and it's the right thing for society 
and it's the great thing for our brand. Now, you know why I played that clip and I like you hearing it so much? Right. Because since saying that, they've pulled the swimsuit. Yeah, yeah. But what about the community? <laughs> yeah, it's all – he's full of it. Man. There's no principle no, here. No, there's no principle. He's pandering for his own – to raise the brand, but, he's just pandering. But it's terrible. This is the point I wanted to make. But uh, these things are super. I'm sorry to cut yeah, you no, off. Go nuts. But they're so superficial. That's mm-hmm. what people are responding to. Yes. Not trans. They're, I don't think people are homophobic or transphobic. No. I just think that they're responding just to the fake. Yeah. The fake. You don't have of the to do pandering this. Of it. Yeah, you don't have to do it. Nobody asked for it. Yeah. It's like if you're buying a beer, it's because you just want a beer. Yes. Nobody cares. Maybe you do. Regardless of your identity. Yeah. You just want a beer. You like a beer. Yeah, we get it. That's it. And that's like it could just be that. But that's you know? this is the argument. Okay, this is where you know I say like stay in your lane. It's we're not trying to silence anybody. Right. It's just if we were to take a collective look at society in mm-hmm. the last five years. Yeah. As everything has become activist, pro sports, you know, to some extent, some factions of comedy, um, certainly corporate marketing and beer. Right. Society hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. Right. So there might be value in having what we used to have. It was called like common culture. Meaning there were things we shared regardless of whether or not we agreed on everything else. Wow, yeah. Imagine that. That's right. And it kind of held the country together because there was like a place you could go for two hours a day. Like, I like a ball game. I'll go there. I'll go here. Right. We don't have that. There's nothing you go to now that isn't like segregated along like an ideological line. But we're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves. Just like as a target, just have great clothes at low prices in a nice environment and everybody – Will want to come. You win. Everybody dude. will want to come. That's, you know what? I think that this is a whole. Um, it's probably a plant by J.C. Penney or <laughs> their, their rivals Target to take was them never down. Selling these. Target. Was, yeah, that's actually a deep fake video. That's not even the CEO. <laughs> J.C. Penney is. Oh, they're shrewd. <laughs> Penney's man. coming back, they're the baby. CIA about to be J.C. Quarter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a CEO with a deep fake. He's like, yeah, here at Target, we like trans Satan worshiping babies and. The- oh yeah, the. Uh, the, I read that part of the yeah, article. Yeah, the Satan word, the, the Satan, Satan thing. worshiping. It's like, what are these people <sighs> doing? Because that's the point. Is like it's a section of the store that's on fire. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little. Hey, can you lower the heat over here? You're like, no, no. You're in the hell. You're in the hell section. <laughs> the hell. No, as a matter of fact, we can't. Down the hall, where the smoke is coming from, down that aisle. <laughs> Oh, my God. Go check it out. Uh, The special is called The Attractives. It is on YouTube. It's a must-watch. Thank you, buddy. No, no. We consider it a Mundafela house. It's a thing. There's a quiz. Every 10 minutes, we stop it. (laughs) And we're like, what point... Didn't you t- your immigration policy was what? What did you say? I, I saw this in the bit. I don't mean the uh, comics unleash you. It's uh, uh, my immigration policy is ninety day fiance. <laughs> if you want to come to this country, that's fine, but you have to marry one of our worst people. <laughs> Just take them off the market. Just take them off the Occupy market. Occupy them. Yep. But that's good. Like people used to fight for a country to be part of its citizenry. Right. There's overlap there because if you yeah. marry like a real housewife, you're fighting. Yeah. It's probably more violent than most <laughs> infantry positions. You're going to be begging to has go back to El Salvador. Seen, has anyone seen the Real Housewives? Of Atlanta? I mean. My goodness, Mike Vecchione. Uh, May the 26th, May the 27th, Zany's in Rosemont, and he's in Levity Live, June 8th, 9th, and 10th, West Nyack, New York. Uh, we'll always have this. Thank you, buddy. Back after this. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America. With your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I will become your TV buddy at 5 o'clock Eastern time today. I am on The Five, co-hosting The Five in place of Greg Gutfeld. You know, the little fella I hosted his late-night comedy show last Thursday night. Well, today at 5 p.m., you will see me co-hosting The Five. Uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, you'll see me on the bottom line with Dagan and Duffy. And then tonight at 9, I am joining the lovely and talented Sean Hannity on his fine primetime show. But joining us now, you know, there's big political news being made today. Uh, and everybody knows what it is. It's that Shannon Bream is on Fox Across America. Hey, girl. Woo! Big this news. This is my, you know, the highlight of my week for sure. Oh, I, I believe every, so far. Sh- every show here at Fox actually heard this news and blew up the rundown. As they say, <laughs> blow up the rundown. We got a new A block, everybody. Congratulations, America. I want to hang out with my pal Jimmy. Yeah, that's, the, that's the first and last of it. That's it. Listen, when, when last we met, we were down in the D.C. swamp. We took the mo- you want to know the Shannon Bream, by the way, the most liked picture in the history of the Fox Across America Facebook page oh, is me and you at the White House Correspondence. Dinner. Jimmy's a- Jimmy's Angels. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. It's a that's a hot shot, too. That's on the I gram. Mean, oh, that's a different one. I thought you just meant that one. I posted a me and you. I posted one on the gram of all of us, but it was a no. It was a banger, Shannon Bream. The we got, gram. No, I loved it. We're hot on the gram. Um, let's talk about this though, because you okay. got DeSantis launching a campaign at six o'clock. What I wanted to get into with you is, we should take some bets or guesses on what we think the campaign song is going to be. You know oh, the song. Yes, I remember. Like if I think back for as far as I remember, okay. Bill Clinton played Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. That's the one he played back in the day. Uh, You know, Trump would play a lot of Stones, a lot of Elton John. I think Obama played Sign Seal Delivered, I'm Yours. Mm -hmm, Tim Scott mm -hmm. walked off the other day. It took a minute to get going. What did he? What was his? Oh, I, gotta, I can't remember. It was like a cool in the gang. I'm trying to. Think I just of this. every time I hear anything that I feel like is mildly recognizable or a cool song at some point, I'm like, yeah, and they're gonna get sued. <laughs> yeah, I know that's <laughs> the other a thing. Republican candidate, I'm like, they're gonna get sued because <laughs> no cool people want them using their music. Is yep. the argument? You yes. know. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you could, if you were hanging out with us at the correspondence dinner, you'd argue we were the cool people. Well, you. I would argue you. <laughs> oh, Shannon Bream, you're so modest. The bell of the bull. I mean, bowl. based on your outfit alone. Well, listen, I, you know, I, Shannon Bream, this is the thing. You got you to gotta think in my terms. And if you've heard me say this before, forgive me. Okay. But if you're a comic, but especially a comic in the space we occupy, which is conservative media and TV and everything in between, my job is not to read the room. My job is to lead the room, girlfriend. You Ooh, see what I'm saying? I like it. Yeah. You throw the fastball. There's no, there's no curves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't get from a you don't get from a taxi to hanging out with Shannon Bream without keeping your foot on the gas the whole time. <laughs> so you get here. Laws be damned. Thank you. So let's talk about this for a second. We don't know what the song is going to be. Uh, I, you know, it's still a big launch. Nonetheless, uh, it's going to happen on Twitter, which is a little unconventional. But strategically, what do you think of the move? Well, first of all, I think right now we could start with Europe. Mm-hmm. It's the final countdown. Oh. That is one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> and, I mean, we've been how long waiting on DeSantis? Yes. So I feel like today we should have that song in rotation. Like, we're finally getting to this announcement. <laughs> um, That's funny. I love that the Trump team immediately was like, oh, this is great for him. He's terrible with people he can just announce online. <laughs> I'm like, you guys got so much stuff done on Twitter because President Trump was like, just, you know, going to bypass all the mainstream media. Like, mm-hmm. Twitter was an amazing tool for them. Yes. I think that, um, gosh, he got so much accomplished. 
accomplished. He probably got elected because he used Twitter to just go around the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. But now it's a terrible idea for DeSantis to do it. So, you know, these two have been after each other for months, although DeSantis has pulled his punches a bit. He has not used the name Trump, but he's talked about the GOP has to get away from the culture of losing. He's talked about the legislative things he's gotten done versus executive orders. A lot of things that feel like a swipe at Trump. Um, Mm -hmm. But listen, once he makes this announcement, I expect – you know, them yes. to go crazy. Yeah, this is live ammo after today. We've kind of been mm-hmm. waiting. You know, we've watched uh, Ali and Frazier have done a lot of press conferences, some thinly veiled insults, but now they're actually in the ring, and I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, I think so, too. thing I wanted to ask you, Shannon Bream on the line, classing the place up, is I was reading that his lawyers, and we saw the letter that was sent over to Merrick Garland at the DOJ, want to meet with the DOJ. Is that indicative, as people say, of a looming indictment when it comes to classified information? Well, a lot of times when there is a meeting well into the investigation, it could be for a lot of different things, but a lot of people feel like it is sort of a courtesy, here's where we are, this is what we're doing. Um, So I don't know. Anything that involves President Trump has broken the norms in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. when it comes to the DOJ or any number of other things. So I think it's interesting. It's not – you know, unheard of that legal teams will have, you know, meetings with DOJ officials. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of signal that we're getting to the back end of this thing for sure. Wow. Shannon Bream is on the line. And yes, it's something, there's something going down. You know, that's an old Pat Benatar song. I know there's something going on, I believe. I know there's, there's something, something going, going on. That might, I, you, listen, God. I don't want to... I don't want to challenge that, but I feel like... No, I'm it's a different band. band. You're right. No, you're right. The minute you said it, and I was like, there's somebody who's musically savvy who's going to be listening to this that's going to know. <laughs> They'll tell us on Twitter. They'll let us know. No, I know what it is. You've got to give me a second. Baby or somebody? Like, no, it's, it's no. It's, By the way, as you and Frida, I are talking. Frida, Frida, hold on, Frida. It's Frida. That was her name. That's why we couldn't remember it. Wait, was it like a one-hit wonder thing? Yes. I okay, know there's song. something going on. Going. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the chorus is, there's something going on. And it's a very on, Pat Benatar on, sounding. On, on. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, while we're talking, I see that Tina Turner has passed away. No, don't you dare Speaking tell me that. Legends, oh, Tina Turner, just the best of the absolute best. I know, Her- man. She just rocked it. And what a crazy, amazing life story. It's a great American story uh, that you could be Tina Turner. You know, and I mean, just a pioneer in so many ways, you know, and I've seen you wear those outfits. <laughs> you want to know what I did do uh, as it pertains to the Tina Turner space? Uh, I went to her Broadway play and it was the best one I've ever seen. Oh, I heard it was really good. It was the best musical I've ever seen. Like Jenny Fela, really? you can't have a conversation with Jenny without it coming up. Like, you know, the Uh-oh. old, the old ma'am, this is a Wendy's routine. <laughs> like, yeah, welcome. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you see the Tina Turner play? Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> We were just talking about student debt cancellation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm confused. Well, now, you know, the move to be, the move now would be some type of, an, you know, uh, river deep, mountain high, but I don't know that DeSantis is coming out to that. Can I give you really quickly the, the, uh, the, the rundown of past songs, just so we have Yes, please. Let's hear it. Shannon Bream's on the line, the uh, esteemed host of Fox News Sunday. You should watch it twice on Sunday, as we do in my house. Uh, we're, pre- we're previewing the DeSantis campaign event tonight at 6 p.m., uh, Trump's was for the last campaign, of course, YMCA. Okay, and we knew that. Um, let me go back. Village people were not loving that. No, they were not fans. Uh, Biden went through a few. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, Let's hear it. Uh, we Take Care of Our Own by Bruce Springsteen. Did okay. not know that one. Uh, we the People by Booker T. Uh, f- fine. 
uh, Higher and Higher by Jackie Wilson. Uh, I did not, these, I, by the way, did not know any of these. Um, and now let me slide forward, though, another campaign. So that was Biden. Let me see Trump. Oh, Hillary's was Fight Song by Rachel Platten. Roar by Katy Perry and Brave. Oh. Bills those were are good. I like those. Yeah, Bills was Baby Got Back by Sir Mix a Lot. No, it was not. <laughs> Shannon I'm Breed. I'm calling a foul on I that. I caught one. you, Shannon Breed. I had you. Not so good. Calling. I no. Not, no way. Nothing gets past Shannon Breed. Uh, Trump in 2016. <laughs> God bless the USA. Lee Greenwood. Uh, let me see. He also uh, that same year. No, 2012. It was Mitt Romney. He played Born Free by Kid Rock. I did not know the Kid Rock song was that old. And it's it's America by Rodney Atkins. Obama, uh, he had a big, he had a good pre- playlist. So he had um, Will I Am, uh, Ben Harper, Stevie Wonder, Sign Seal Delivered. He also had Higher and Higher by Jackie Wilson. So look at Joe ripping off Obama's playlist. By the way, oh, come on, yeah. man. Uh, the late great John McCain had Take Us Out by Jerry Goldsmith. He also had Our Country by John Mellencamp. Not too bad. Uh, that same year, really quick, Shannon Bream, Hillary Clinton actually had like five songs. She had Nine to Five by Dolly Parton, American Girl, Taking Care of Business, Sud- Suddenly I See, and Blue Sky by Todd Park Moore. So I don't even know that hmm. one, but uh, Hillary had a little extensive playlist. You know, she's done this a few times. Well, listen, she's got, she has got actually a playlist that she runs to. Yes. It is all of her campaign songs. Oh, is that true? <laughs> it's her workout list. Yeah, she's got a playlist. Shannon Bream's talking music. Um, before I let you go. Um, Can I pick a song for yes, Governor DeSantis? Yes, that's what I want you to do. Okay. So I, as you know, like all of my junkie 80s music is my favorite and is the best. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pyromania might be a good one for him. <laughs> Just going to burn the whole thing down. Def you know what Leopard I mean? Fire. Rise up, gather around, rock this place to the ground. Light it up. <laughs> it's up in smoke. Watch tonight. Rock I can't on. remember. Rock on. Rock on. Burn it up, let's go for broke. Watch the night go up in smoke, rock on. Oh, I feel shit. like, listen, he's got so, like, the expectations on him are all over the place. You're like, he's terrible with people. Mm-hmm. So when he actually does show up and he's able to take selfies with people and shake hands, then there are these glowing things like he wowed the crowd. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if it's the smartest thing in the world. It's like he's a complete loser with no personality, and then he shows up and has some, and then people count it as, you know, <laughs> an epic, you know, showing. I love this, except you already know the media is like, DeSantis endorses arson in exactly. campaign launch. <laughs> Add one more thing to the list of accusations. Just when, oh, you, just when you thought you couldn't be any less safe in Ron DeSantis' Florida, he's now endorsing arson. Way to go, Shannon Bream. Now, I'm just saying it. I, it just will spice things up. Now we know why you're hosting the number one Sunday show and not managing a political <laughs> campaign. Not running for president. Thanks for reminding us. You're the coolest. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on the telly. She's done. Take care, girlfriend. There she goes. The great Shannon Bream, the best of the absolute best. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. Uh, we do confirm Shannon's reporting, though. The news broke during the interview. Uh, music legend Tina Turner, the late, great Tina Turner now, dying at the age of 83. Her Broadway musical was the best, actually the best thing I've ever witnessed, best show I've ever witnessed. Uh, me and Jenny Fela watched it and just really, like, loved it to the moon and back. It's so epic. But Tina Turner's story is one of the greatest things about this country. As we live in an age, 2023, where people want you to believe you're oppressed now, Tina Turner... 50 years ago, 60 years ago, became a cultural icon the world over, which means if you could do it then, you could certainly do it now. So stop buying these messages of victimhood 
and start thinking of victorhood like the late great Tina Turner did. And watch The Five today at 5 p.m. because I'll be sitting in for Gutfeld. Until then, the show's over. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.